When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables, with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Oh boy, what a guest today. We are talking to my friend, you know him from Conan the Barbarian, G.I. Joe, Why Women Kill, CW Legacies, and I met him on the show, Disney XD's Kicking It, where he was the lead, a little boy playing Jack, and I was a grown-ass man playing Falafel Phil. Please welcome Leo Howard, everybody! La la baby's got the noosh. Do you remember that? <laughs> Dan, I love you, dude. I love you too, Leo. And I'm so excited to talk to you because we, we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about kicking it. Uh, we're going to talk about falafel, I, which is the funny thing about that show is how many kids come up to me and they're like, I tried my first falafel because of you. I had never <laughs> even heard of falafel, which is very embarrassing until that. And not until years after the show did I try my first falafel. I love it. All right. We'll get into all that in a minute. But first... Let us get into your fridge. You guys can see Leo's fridge on my Instagram, at StandUpDan. I'm going to share the screen. Cool. Can I say say something real quick? You have a choice. You can either say something before or after, all right? I'll do Oh, I don't get both. No, you can get both. I'm kidding. Well, Go ahead. I fought the urge. I almost cleaned up some shit. I almost did it, but I did not. Because I was like, what are we doing? Why, 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 like, this is what we're doing, right? You got to see it as it exists in, in the wild. First of all, I, I'm surprised because I thought you definitely staged this fridge. This fridge looks amazing. It's much better now. My girlfriend saw this and she was like mortified. So she went and redid it. We get it. You have a girlfriend. We get it. Yeah, you have a girlfriend. Awesome. We get she's it. Awesome. She'll probably come say hello in a little bit. Okay, wait. But this is like, what the, f how old are you? 24. Yeah. This is not what a 24-year-old's fridge should look like, dude. It's trauma, bro. I, I, I am such a clean freak when it comes to stuff like this. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a, a cleanaholic. I really, I mean, this is filthy for me. It's just there's a lot of unorganized stuff. Oh, my God. I would die for this fridge. Really? Yeah, there's some interesting yeah. things going on in there, but they're kind of hidden. So uh, I okay, will say, so I'm, I eat primarily plant-based, which is... Probably something unique for the shot. I mean, I, I I love food, first of all. So I do it more of a health reason. Yes, I care about the animals, but also it's like a health thing. I still will eat meat and that sort of thing. Um, but my norm is plant-based. But um, in the what's back... The difference to, what, hold on. What's the difference between plant-based and vegan? Honestly, I don't like the vegan culture. I think that people uh, push a lot of people away by 
um, ah. you know, the crazy vegans. Yeah. So it's just so it's like a branding thing. They're like, uh, we want to yes. eat healthy, but we don't want to be associated with a cult. Yes, it, literally. But also people are so st- uh, such sticklers about it. Like I will eat fish sometimes. So if I say that I'm vegan, like people will come for my head with pitchforks and and want to behead right. me. And, and so that sort of thing. So uh, I just say that just because it's a it's a health thing. And I eat primarily plants. That's kind of what I try to do. And I will splurge and eat some stuff otherwise but i do like good food but um if you go so let's go bottom drawer you can kind of see behind the synergy behind the kombucha there's these behind the booch uh big um mason jars we my girlfriend and i actually ferment our own vegetables oh my god and jesus christ as if you couldn't get any more dreamy leo howard (laughs) we're like i'm a hippie now (laughs) so i i was like i didn't get it obviously that was her influence but i'm a huge fan of it now when i was in georgia i started fermenting uh my own sauerkraut and making like a garlic cabbage which for me like the pickly flavors are some of my favorites and Mm. if you get uh, pickled foods at the store, you lack those natural probiotics, which I really like and appreciate. And with gut is that health. true? It is. Yeah. I don't like to hear that. When you pickle things, a lot of the time they just add vinegar and it speeds up the process and it, mm. it achieves the flavor and everything, but you don't get the natural bacteria that grows, which sounds gross, but is actually really good for you. So no, I mean, pickles are supposed to be the best things for your gut health. They are. Your gut health is the most important thing. Uh, like every year they find out that more shit is like dictated by your, your gut happiness health. that's where most of your happiness your happy hormones are produced in your gut so literally if you eat well and good for your body you are prone to be happier yeah that's why i'm depressed because i eat like an animal i really really enjoyed your just egg um series i, I like i've watched it probably four times and no offense but i showed other people because i watched it and they were like yeah, yeah, it's funny, but I was like, no, you don't get how fucking funny this is. <laughs> like, I, ju- I went, I just loved it. I thought it was brilliant, man. But a lot of oil. It's a lot of oil. It's a lot of oil. I put a ton of oil in that. Dude, well, I put a, I olive oil to me is like there is no harm in using a ton of it. I love olive oil. It's so good for you. It's really you good can, for you. You can use as much as you want, and you'll be fine. And that's a weird thing that's changed over time. Is like when I was growing up, my parents are are um, you know both my parents, but their background is in the health industry, but sort of a personal training aspect. So it's a lot of vanity stuff for them. Yeah, the they're they both eat. like they're both like super hot jacked people. Exactly, and the way they ate was obviously for like a more fitness bodybuilding approach, right? Which right is protein not this protein that which I is know. not exactly the healthiest way to go. And you right. know, the back in the day, it was like olive oil was bad and it's just wrong olive oil is one of the best types of fats that you can get if it's if it's good stuff but there's a lot of janky stuff out there when it comes to olive oil but also take me through how you ferment things uh how you naturally ferment things yeah so it's salt it's literally just salt uh the right um combination or the right ratio of uh salt to water and it none of the vegetables can be touching air if they're touching air it'll create mold and i guess theoretically you could scoop that off and be okay but uh the goal is to avoid the bad bacteria from growing so they they sell these weights that go on top of the vegetables and they keep Mm -hmm. everything submerged it's a lot of different ways to do it but essentially my favorite the cabbage 
is you have you cut it all up, which is just a nightmarish process. Just just mm-hmm. dicing an entire cabbage. Uh, oh, I like that. It, to me, it's like zen a little. Uh, bit. Gets every- my nice. clean freakness. It's all over the floor. I'm just I'm panicking <laughs> right. while I'm doing it because I know I'm gonna have to clean it. <laughs> Right. And then, uh, so you want to, like, I don't remember what the ratio is, but you want to sprinkle the salt on and you want to start massaging the cabbage. And it, it's amazing how it breaks down over like 10 or 15 minutes. You can get it mm-hmm. to the point where it's like sauerkraut just by squeezing it. You really beat it up and it creates this brine and you put it in the jar, push it all down, get the juice to where it's, it's, um, is higher than the actual, uh, vegetable pour uh-huh. extra brine in there, put the, the cap on and, and, um, seal it and and come back in a couple weeks but you want to leave the top cracked because if you don't it will explode it creates all these gases and it'll pop the whole thing so when i was staying in georgia i lived in an rv in the middle of the woods and i was pickling things in my or fermenting things in my rv and i had this rv smelling like rotten cabbage all the time but it was tasty oh my god it's good man it, when it comes out that leo howard was a serial killer in uh georgia it will not be a surprise no i lived on 180 acres <laughs> in the middle of the woods i i was in an rv uh 1995 fleetwood bounder rv and i did it for almost two years man while i was working on that show and you were making your own pickles like a fucking like a little and i, I really I, I bought a djembe so like there's times of like playing the djembe outside in front of the fireplace i was like i am more matthew mcconaughey than matthew mcconaughey is. <laughs> <laughs> wait what's a djembe i don't even know what that is it's that over there see that drum by my piano oh it's you like know, it's a hippie an, drum yeah it's an african drum it's it's fun it's Oh my god. That's cool, man. Hilarious. Yeah, man. I want to get back into your fridge a little bit. Let's do it. I was excited to talk about the ferments. It's really exciting. Oh, no, I'm actually very I I would like to get into fermenting more Mm -hmm. because it's one of those things that's simple enough to do. I, I did not know that the pickles that you buy in the store. Wait, every pickle you buy in the store is not going to be uh, as good for you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I don't know for sure, but I know that uh, a lot of the times, big companies will use vinegar to pickle things, and you lack the natural probiotics when they use vinegar. That doesn't count. It doesn't um, count. No. I see over here. I spy over here. Yeah. Yellow bird hot sauce. You know exactly what that is. That shit's good. Hell yeah. I think they might be a sponsor of the podcast, or they, oh, really? they might be sponsored. And it's literally just because I love it, and I mention it all the time, and then they caught on that I love their hot sauce. I'm so a I big think fan. They might be sponsored. Yeah, I'm a really their big stuff fan. rocks. That stuff, and then the stuff right in front of it, the truff. I really love oh, yeah. that as well. They're a sponsor as well, the truff uh, hot sauce. That's big the, fan. Uh, the white truffle hot sauce, man. You're making some money over there. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend did a expensive. commercial and met the people that did truff, and she's beautiful, so they gave her a bunch of stuff, and I get to reap <laughs> the benefits. So <laughs> it's amazing. I can't afford that shit. Now, what's this weird hippie shit over here? Hemp, non-dairy hemp beverage. I don't know. That was the recipe that my girlfriend was making, and so she bought that. Okay. Um, usually, though, for milk, I, you know, again... I find it interesting because I haven't been down this health path very long. I've always tried to be very health conscious, but I was always pretty lazy about cooking. So I'd eat very bland. Now we, both of us are kind of down this health path and finding really delicious things that are substitutes for what's out there. Like, for example, like a lot of the the oat milks and things like that, there's like canola oil. Yeah. Really not great. So 
we've been like soaking cashews and using that as a base for all of our sauces and our like coffee and shit. It's really delicious. Oh my God. Yeah. I figure you don't have many people that have that point of view on your podcast that like the kind of hacks. No. And also I don't have any 24 year olds who live like a 90 year old grandma and grandpa couples. I'm a 90 year old Jewish man. <laughs> we like to make our own cashew yeah. meal. <laughs> yeah. We blend cashews in the morning and we do our ferments. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, man. Uh, that's yeah, so man. funny. So are you not going to restaurants or anything like that because no, you're won't. into this? No, we you absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's that thing where like, you know, if I'm at home, I try to eat as healthy as possible, but I love going out. One of my actually, I just went to. Are you familiar with Joey? Joey, the restaurant, a restaurant? Joey. Yeah. No. It's a chain. I don't know where the other ones are, but there's one in Woodland Hills. I hate the name. I don't like a restaurant named Joey. It's fucking great. I mean, Is I was really? blown away. I was really blown away. It's very rare that I go to a restaurant and really enjoy it. Um, and like, hold on, I'm looking up Joey. Let's see yeah. what the fuck Joey is about with yeah. that name. Yeah, they couldn't come up with a better name than Joey. They have this butter crab. It's like a blue crab hand roll. You know how Sugarfish does the blue crab hand rolls with soy paper. Yes, one of my Love favorite that. things. Yeah, one of my favorite things. They do that with this butter sauce and yuzu at the bottom. It's just mm. special. Joey Woodland Hills. Oh yeah, yeah Joey. Hey Joey. It's a steakhouse. Seems- I think they it's- primarily do steak. Um, yeah, it looks like it has sort of a Asian. like a Houston, Houston's vibe. Yeah, and there's an Asian fusion kind of element to it, which, yeah. again, I'm not usually a big fan of, uh, but they, they do it right. It's really good. And the cocktails are good, which I like. Interesting. So at this point, do you think your eating is more vanity for acting stuff or health uh, stuff? Health. It used to be vanity. I, I was very vain. I'm still vain. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still a vain asshole. Dude, you were a 14-year-old kid. Wait, how old were you when I met you? 13 yeah 13 you were 13 yeah so you were like sort of going through puberty and that show was just like a bunch of like little kids who cared about how they look because it was like martial artsy and you guys were all like exercisey and we just we just wanted chicks man that's all we wanted (laughs) we're just it was such a grimy environment uh i'm sure the questions that we must have asked you and like just (laughs) invasions of privacy no boundaries at all just little horny kids yeah I wonder if we could get away with this. Sh- there was so much no, that we couldn't get no. away with now in terms of a content of the show. I think Falafel Phil would have gotten canceled within the first episode. A hundred percent. And I mean, to top it off, I, I'm, I've been over the last year kind of rewatching it. And there's it's hilarious. First of all, I really enjoy the show, not just because we were on it, but I, it's a great it was show. a fun show. It really was. There's so much shit that we could not get away with. I mean, your whole storyline the whole thing is just egregious. It's hilarious, but it's egregious. So for those of you, for the three of you who have not known me as Falafel Phil, <laughs> I played a character named Falafel Phil on this show, on Kicking It. Uh, Falafel Phil was from Hachmachistan. <laughs> Falafel Phil had a pet goat that was the chef in his kitchen. And it seemed like there was a will they want, will they won't they with me and the goat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was implied. That was implied. There was an episode where Falafel Phil played his sister, Falafel Phyllis, and dressed in drag with a unibrow. Yeah, remember like the singing of the the singing of the seals, and like women were supposed in Hakmakis then barked like seals, and that was attractive. Yes. Oh, that was just rough, man. It was rough. It's so rough, and um, it's so funny now to look back on it because like. Like a lot of the girls in the show are now 24, 25. And they're very attractive, but I cannot see them in a 
in like an a it, there's no sexuality to Olivia Holt in my eyes. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Well, that happens when or you like, really know what's anyone. her name? Awana, 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 who yeah. killed my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> she's like thirst trapping all over Instagram, and I'm like, I can't watch this shit, Awana. Yeah, yeah, man. I get it. I totally get it. And so yeah, when you grow up with some or you knew him as a child, like they're children. It's very yeah. difficult to bridge that gap, and it's a good thing that you can't bridge that gap. It is. I, although I will say also another thing that happened was uh, you, and, and you said I can talk about this, but this was a funny thing yeah. where you had a girlfriend at the time. I did. And <laughs> you like really wanted to hook up with her, and you were living with your parents. And a creepy adult What me, are you doing? I, what are you doing? Like, let, I let you use my apartment for like four <laughs> hours. Where did you go? Where I, did you I go? I went to the coffee shop and I looked at the webcam. That's where uh, that's even worse. Uh, no, I I just I would I would pay money. I'd pay an exorbitant amount of money to hear the phone call. Hey, hey, Dan, listen, man, uh, you know I got this girlfriend, right? Can I use your apartment for sex? Like, where? How did I pitch this to you? And at one point, I think well, it was your I think it was your birthday. Oh, God, it's horrible. I think it was your birthday. That was your birthday present I, I gave to you. I gave you. I, yeah, it is. And I'm, I've been so mortified about that. I was like, I got to call. I told Jason the other day, I, I got to call Dan and apologize about that. I just feel dirty about that. Are you kidding I me? It was, an, uh, it, it was a pleasure. I'm glad that I could help out. <laughs> it, has cement, it has cemented us forever. I just remember coming to the door with how much she felt. She was like 19 or 20, maybe. How oh much she God, have felt like, like like showing up at the door? Here you are, like okay, hey, how you doing? I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. Uh, cool. Well, come on in. Uh, I'll see you later. Have a good time, guys. Close the door. You know, <laughs> I left some snacks out for you. Yeah, some charcuterie board in the fridge. If you guys get hungry, <laughs> there's some dalmas and uh, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. boy, yeah. Um, it, that's that's why it's so funny that. Like being on a show where you guys are growing into adults, and then like I'm also like doing. There was so much. There were so many moving parts of that. Like so much fucked up shit was happening. Like I don't even think that. I wonder if shows now, like Disney shows now, the adults are interacting with the kids the way we were interacting with each other. Like we were all like fucking chummy chum with each other. I think people are and too talking scared. about Turk talking about fucked up shit olivia olivia yeah. was talking about some fucked up shit she was like 13 year old girl everyone was talking about some fucked up shit man and i think it's i think rightfully so i think people would be too fearful to engage in that especially as an adult to a kid on on, on shows like that uh but yeah. there was so much stuff that um that that was just I mean, I, what keeps coming to mind, and I don't talk about it, but it was like this, just this, this between second and third season when Alex didn't come back right. on the show and yeah. nobody talked about that. And I, I, nobody addressed it on the show. We didn't right. say anything <laughs> and things like that. And like the conversations we had, and it was, it was the time of my life, honestly, one of the, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Well, in a weird way, I think I agree with, for me too. And in a weird way. It's funny, like I have so many problems with Falafel Phil philosophically, but it was also probably my favorite role I've ever played. So much fun. Because like you just like I just like channeled this weirdo character and I still see it now. Like when people who recognize me from that show, they're like, dude, that was the like that was the funniest like physical comedy. Like they just love that character. And as a, it's funny because I see them as adults now. Like it's a, it'll be like a 23-year-old kid. And I 
and they'll be like, wait, I know you from somewhere. And I always have this thing in my head of like, oh, no, he's going to be clowning on me now. He's going to be like, you fucking loser. You were falafel Phil. And it's not once happened. They're always yeah. like, holy fuck, dude. I love that character. So I have this love-hate thing with it, but ultimately coming out on the love side. You were like the highlight of that for a lot of people, including myself. Like we used to look forward to coming into the table reads when there'd be this random bit that, that the writers would write that nobody would really understand. And anybody else doing it wouldn't understand. And you would just turn it on its head and do something in get up on the table. Like the, I just remember the, 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 like the, the finger the song, snap. like, yeah, the finger snap and the, yeah, it, this, the, literally they'd written this song in the script that was baby's got the noosh. <laughs> right. And you just came in and just balls to the wall, did it. And it was always <laughs> hilarious. And I can imagine playing a character like that where it's just, there's no wrong. Well, what are this? Yeah. There's no stakes really either. Right. It's just, it's just, let's do it. And uh, ultimately, that's what probably kind of fucked you in the long run too, is because you were so funny. They just kept pushing the envelope farther and farther and farther and farther. Right. And so ultimately, it's probably become the thing that you might philosophically hate about Falafel Phil. It also is the thing that made the character so hilarious. Yes, absolutely. Right? No, I loved it, and I think it taught me how to be fearless at a table read and all that stuff. Amazing. Uh, it was. It was a wonderful character. It was great. Because you can't, you can't eighty percent that. You cannot. You have to go all the way. And I go. think that's an that's an important lesson for anyone in acting. I know we're we're getting off of the food topic, mm -hmm. but anyone in acting is like, if you're not going to go one hundred percent, people can sense it, and if you do go one hundred percent, people sense that too. I and I think that's it. why yeah. that character did so well. But that character also introduced a world of people who would never know about falafel <laughs> to, to falafel. falafel. <laughs> yeah. So many people come up to me and they're like, dude, I never knew what falafel was until I saw the show. I tried it because of you and I love falafel because of you. It's great. So that is like, that's such a silver lining to me because falafel is one of my favorite foods. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do absolutely love falafel. It's a wide range of falafel too, in terms of it being good or not. Like there's some bad falafel oh, yeah. out there or some real bad falafel, oh. but when it's good. Well, to me, the secret to a good falafel is you want to have that crunchy exoskeleton mm -hmm. and that soft pillowy endo. It's uh, too dry. The when they when when it's messed up, I typically mm. get the crunch, but it's crumbly and it's it's like when you're chewing, it feels like you're chewing a cotton swab. Like it just dries your mouth yes. out. I don't like that. So what's the difference there? It's the it's obviously the seasoning in the chickpeas, but it's the it's the moisture of the the mix. Has to be, right? Yeah. It must be the amount of fat in it. I imagine it's the oil that they put in the mix. I don't quite know. I should I, I will look into that and that'll be our fun fact for this episode. There's a I'd like fun that. Fact. Yeah, I'd like that. Um but no, I, I it, that is like a very fun silver lining of it. Are you so you 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 didn't have falafel uh, until uh, no until our show. I did not, and I I think the first time I probably had falafel was in one of those baskets on you know how at falafel fills they had the orange baskets and it was the just the, the like oh, yeah. falafel balls we would have like a carrot stick. Yeah, yeah, we'd have like prop falafels on the show. Yeah, so one of the days they had real ones. I was like, I've never tried a falafel, and I had it. And I was like, this is not good because obviously they're getting it for cheap for looks, right? Yeah. And then years later, I I somehow just I was like, yeah, I've never really given it a fair shot and like had it in a meal. And I ordered it at a good restaurant. It was amazing. And especially oh, now yeah. that I eat the way that I do, where I don't eat a lot of meat, um, yeah. falafel is excellent. That's when I go to any kind of Mediterranean place. That's what I go for. I go baba ganoush. I go um, falafel. And that's my that's my go-to. Well, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate From you. Falafel Phil's restaurant to, yes. <laughs> to yes. your heart. Yep. <laughs> right, right in here. Just got in. Burrowed its way right in there.
Okay, I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every oh, guest sweet. towards the middle of the podcast. Exciting. Starting with yep. Leo Howard, what yep. is your earliest food memory? It's not a good one. Um, oh, because okay. my family was into the sort of bodybuilding thing and eating healthy, um, my earliest food memory is sitting at the dining table eating the driest, most gelatinous uh, oatmeal with no sugar, nothing in it, just plain oatmeal. And I remember my dad would like, be like you got to take these fish oil tablets. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so or they're like the little capsules. These fuckers were huge. You know, fish oils are big and I was little. So I, he was trying to teach me how to eat the fish oil with the the, the oatmeal. So I remember trying to swallow the fish oil pill. It's like torture with, with the oatmeal. And it was like, gruel. it was just a really disgusting uh, memorable experience. And I was thinking, I was like, that's, that's probably got to be the earliest uh, food memory I have, which is not good. It's not a good one. Did, did your parents, do you think your parents like, did they breed you to become an action star? Like, was that their <laughs> plan for the beginning or did it just happen to work that way? My father is a descendant of Spartan soldiers. Uh, so, <laughs> he absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I had a weird contradiction was like uh, on one hand, my parents were very impulsive. So it's like they would eat really healthy, but I also ate a lot of like crappy food that was really tasty. Like my other breakfast, like the Lego my ego waffles with yeah. the raspberry filling, you know? Uh, so it wasn't all that bad at all. It just, um, it's a very strange memory to have. And it was so distinct. There's that dry, just, you know, when oatmeal gets real like uh jello like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's, you're on death row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say you went and bought some pickles and they said it's just made with salt and you realized, oh no, there's some fucking vinegar in this Executed, pickles. executed a person. Yep. Easy yeah, to, you easy executed a person and now you're on, but you execute them by just like drowning them in apple cider vinegar. Oh, satisfying as hell. <laughs> uh, probiotics. Oh. Yeah. You pickle them and not the good kind. Now you're on death row. What is your death row meal? Oh, man. Uh, okay. One of my favorite cuisines um, ever, favorite types of food is Thai food. I think mm. Thai food just nails it in terms of the, I'm a huge spicy food fan. You saw the, is the yellow bird? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I love very, very spicy foods. So uh, my ideal meal pretty much everywhere, and it's hard to find it really well done, is the classic Thai street food. It's called Pad Kap Rao. And okay. it's the, are you familiar with it? It's like the spicy basil uh, dish. I mean, I, I feel like I see it on the menu when I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'll just get Pad Thai. But tell uh, me what uh, it is. Dude, you're missing out. I, when it's a good place, I'm gonna I'll take you to this place in Studio City that I really like. But I've been to Thailand twice. I really love the food. And when it's yeah. done right, it's it's minced chicken. So it's ground chicken. Uh, it's mm -hmm. the classic Thai brown sauce. So it's the fish oil, uh, or the sorry, the fish sauce, the fish um, sauce. soy sauce, and oyster sauce with mm. uh, sugar. And, you know, you get the right balance. It's That's the tricky yeah. part. It's the, it's the sweet. It's the sour. It's the tangy yeah the, all exactly. those things you want the spicy yeah, and then great. when you cook it you you put it in the oil because I, I i do cook it it's oil garlic and you put a lot of those bird's eye uh chilies the, the thai chilies and you can kind of adjust the spice there so it's these this spicy sweet savory combination that i really love with rice and then to top it off they fry an egg in the oil and put that on top that's like the classic oh, way that they do it so that's my favorite meal there's a lot of iterations of how people do it in terms of especially here in the states but when it's done correctly in like Thai style, 
it's incredible. So that's my favorite. Uh, and they put a lot of Thai holy basil in it as well. That gives it that okay. kind of unique flavor. So that would be my Amazing. my main dish, 100%. Wait, what is Thai holy basil versus regular basil? Someone just asked me this because I was fucking geeking on about the Thai holy basil, Thai holy basil. I don't know, but I know the Thai holy basil is different. And I always try to find it when I cook the dish. I don't know if it's that different, but I think it is. That's what they say is necessary. We'll have two fun facts on this episode. I, I think love it's it. the purple one. I don't know if I, I I believe that it's the one where the stalks are purple. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it might be. And I don't um, know flavor wise. They also call it hot basil. Hmm. And then also classically done with uh, the long beans, you know, the crazy beans that are super long and soft instead of green beans. There's like they're chopped up in there. Oh, cool. So uh, and those are those are a little nuttier than the classic green bean, which I, I like. I love good Thai food, and I just ordered in last week. I it's often, oftentimes, it's like my order in food is Thai food. Best, and it was bad Thai food. And there's nothing more disappointing because it's like I don't know what it. You you expect to get punched in the face with flavor when you have Thai food, absolutely. And to have that muted and bland, and it's also something that's very hard to fix once it's already done. Like I tried to bring out my own fish sauce and my own. It was like, no, it's too late. Like either it all comes together or it doesn't. And it really bummed me out. Well, what happens that I realized because living in Georgia, there's not a great, I mean, where I was at in Georgia, there's not a great selection of Thai food. What you get is this Asian fusion that people, a lot of these restaurants out there do. And where it's like Chinese, Thai, Japanese, all in one, which is a huge red flag, big red flag. Oh yeah. Okay. We don't like that. So what they do is they make the brown sauce, which is just- By the way, there's also like, there's also some- element of like uh not, i'm not gonna call it racism but like racial ignorance to, to, racial to ignorance. somehow pull japanese food and and like southeast asian food in the same thing it it's, is well that but common. to them it, but, and that's like you know it's just I, I think that it's a lack of cultural education in places like right. that right is 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 asian food is just asian food and that is just <laughs> right insane. it's like yo it's a big continent bro yeah and, and, and I, you just see like the slump of these poor people's shoulders as they're making the meals like it'll be a vietnamese man just cooking his chinese food making his sushi rolls and just being furiously misunderstood in his life i'm like that poor fucker over there is just 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 sick of you people all of you people right so uh but they make this like brown sauce and it's just the generic sauce that goes in chinese food all that so it ends up being like this thick syrupy uh, brown sauce that I don't like at all. And that's not, that's not the flavor palette one bit. Like Asian food is just as a whole, some of my favorite, Mm. like between Southeast Asian, Chinese, Japanese, all, all of those, um, Vietnamese, I just love the flavor palette. And that's, that's really where my heart sits. Um, I'm with you. I think it's a super powerful flavor. It's 10. I, it, I feel like the difference of that stuff in America is that it's a lot sweeter in America. It's not as exactly. balanced, a little too sugary. Whereas like you really want to have, you want to have a real, almost as subtle of a hand with sugar as you do with salt. And I feel like we over sugar it here just to kind of uh, cover up some stuff. But I'm with you. Usually it's a, it's a lot more just like fragrant and herbal and powerful and spicy and fun. And it's the trio. It's the magic trio for me between the sweet the spicy and the sour and any one of them overpowering the other, it doesn't work. Right. So it's like, it's this perfect unity where it's like, it should be just a little sweet for me. It should be really hot. And then that sour kind of counteracts the hot. It's just, it's excellent. And I'm, I'm a psycho. Like I want to be crying when I eat spicy food, like Indian curry is some of my favorite. I want to be sobbing. It's an (laughs) obsession. It's some kind of sadistic 
obsession that I have. I don't get it. It is a little SNME, but it's also you are releasing a lot of endorphins when you go through that. It's like a roller coaster ride. It's like it you're is. taking your taste buds on a roller coaster ride. I win. I get I to win this meal. You know, yeah, I get to fucking yeah. go through war and I did yeah. it. Yeah, it's a battle. It's a battle. It and, a and battle. And the battle doesn't just end after the meal. As we oh know, boy, here we go. As we here know, we it goes on podcast. for a day or so. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It's a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the back to the death row meal. Um, it'd be the Pad Caprao with the fried egg, classic Thai style. I'd love a good pint of beer, just a good lager to go with it. Yeah, crisp. Yeah, crisp. Something with the spicy food. It's just a good lager. I like Asian beers when it comes to that. Like I like a, a crisp, light Asian beer, like a like a Sapporo or what's the Thai one? Chang or Leo. Yes, Chang. Chang beer. I really enjoy Chang as well. Uh, and then for dessert, I am just a sucker for ube, ube ice cream. You know, like the sweet yeah. potato. I am a, a yeah. freak for this, the taro root stuff. I always loved it. Ever since I was really little, uh, we went to an Asian market and uh, my friend growing up was Chinese. Actually, the, the guy that I did G.I. Joe with, Brandon uh, uh -huh. Brandon Suhu, his family was uh, Chinese. And so they had these great restaurants that they all ate at. And they uh, introduced me to just taro as a flavor. And I discovered the yeah. ice cream. And so that like ube ice cream would, would be my my like. I love it. You'd be happy to die after that. And then maybe a Lagavulin scotch. Ah, a little smoky scotch. I like huh? a smoky scotch, yeah, or Lafroy. Lagavulin is so smoky. I used to have a girlfriend who I would drink that and she would think that I smoked cigarettes. It literally tastes like that. Yeah, it yeah. does. I remember I one night, it was horrible. I had drank too much of that and uh, this is horrible, but I, I had vomited, as, as you do, which just uh, like Food think podcast. about the amount of money. Food podcast. It, so it'll be all right. They'll Food be okay. Okay. Uh, and you just, just the taste of smoke just oh. emanating in your mouth. It was just horrible. I felt like a dragon. It was awesome. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, what awful. is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? The best high-end meal. Honestly, man, it, classic Southern California boy, um, sugarfish. Huh. I just love sugarfish. I think sugarfish... Every time I go there, it's excellent. I love sushi. Sugarfish is great, man. I'm a big I'm a fan big of the sugarfish, and I I have to defend I have to defend sugarfish really in arguments, and I and I do it with with pride. It surprises me. I mean, I I've eaten sushi a lot in a lot of different places, and it's it's some of the best quality, and it's some of the most consistent sushi that I've I've had. So, and that's one of my favorite meals. So that that may be yeah. one of them. What about low end? What's your favorite low end meal? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if you consider this low end, but uh, I just got back from New Orleans, which is a food mecca. I mean, just incredible food. Mm -hmm. um, fried oysters. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great low end meal. Yeah. Fried oysters for me are excellent because it's this food. I love uh, oysters on the half shell, just raw. Raw. Um, and for yeah. me, like when you find fried oysters somewhere, it's usually a red flag of like, uh, they can't get oysters fresh enough. So they're going to get them and then fry right. them and it's going to be okay anyway. Uh, but when you get good fried oysters, like I had them in new Orleans and they were fried with like a, a, a cornmeal batter instead of like that thick flour oh, batter. Right. And it, it was amazing. And so that blew me away. And then served with like a good aioli or something like that. Woo! Ah! So good. Was it in a sandwich or was it like a? It was stack? just in a little basket, you know. It was just a. It was just just yeah, fried oh, oysters, man. I do like the fried oyster sandwiches, though, like the po', po boys they do out there. Yeah. Oh man, New Orleans yeah. just blew me away. They have char grilled oysters as well, which is incredible. So yeah. uh, I really enjoyed eating out there. Really. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, no oyster is safe in uh, New Orleans. Agreed. It as is it going should. to get eaten. <laughs> 
Wait, do you have a what's do you have a favorite place? Like, do you remember the name of the place that you had these oysters at? Yeah. So um, one of them was uh, Drago's or Drago's. I don't know how to. And uh, it's a seafood restaurant. Yeah. Are you familiar? That place is legit. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been? No, I haven't. But I know that I, I know of it. Oh, really good. They had really good Alabama oysters. Um, and that's where I had the fried oysters that, that blew me away. And and I had some of the best Vietnamese food I've had in my life in New Orleans. It was called Amazing. Lily's. And the pho was just kick ass. I mean, blew me away. And that's another meal that like you can get anywhere, but when it's done right, like the broth is just, they add wow. that, like, is it the anise or anise? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, star, the star anise? Yeah, star anise. That flavor, when they add that and it's really good. Yeah, pho is also one of those things that like the bad stuff, like kill, it tastes like, like dishwater. Like it doesn't. Literally. Yeah. Like if it doesn't have that brothy, beefy flavor, it's, and it's just like limp. Yeah, it's the worst. There's and there's also a certain texture of rice noodle too that you can tell when it's like homemade. It's like this chewy, really good. Love it. Yeah, it's great, and you don't want it too clumped up either. Exactly, you get that chili garlic sauce mm. and then lime and mm. the, the basil and the bean sprout. Oh, it's good. It's, so that one's another one where the broth's got to be bright red and spicy for me. Okay, so let's say you've had one of your Lagavulin. Uh, you're having one of your Lagavulin nights, and you're hammered. Uh, do you have hammered. a favorite uh, drunk food? Indian curry. Indian curry. Interesting. The best, man. So I think, you know, part of me has to wonder if food for me, not just great meals, but the nostalgia aspect of it, like how much of eating really is like the experience or like you've, you had a lot of great times eating this type of food. Yeah. So in the future, you enjoy that. And I think that's part of what makes a great meal, right? Like I've been to Thailand twice. I really love the country. I love the food. I love all that. And so there's a lot of memories wrapped around this flavor palette, of which I think is a part of eating, right? Uh, my ex-girlfriend was from England, and so I had never really sort of dove into uh, in the national food of, of of England is is a curry, right? right? They love their curry in England. And I never dove really into the differences between curries and Indian food in general. And so dating her, I sort of got schooled in that, and I fell in love with that, that cuisine as well. Yeah. So there is something about being hammered and consuming a spicy curry oh, yeah. and like scooping the fucking curry up with the naan. Oh, yeah. It just, it's a whole, it's messy. It's tasty. It's that classic thing where you're out with your buddies and then the night's over and you're eating and there's just silence at the table and everyone's just too hammered to talk, but you're just, you're focused on the task at hand. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So that or poutine, poutine's a good one too. Interesting. Like French fries, yeah. just, just like a cheesy French fries and Never good foods. Yeah, no, poutine is never, no one ever eats poutine and then the next day is like, I'm happy I did that. It's always, <laughs> you will always Not regret once. it. But while you're in it's the moment, happened. when you're in the moment. Greatest thing in the world, man. Greatest thing, greatest in, the world. thing in the world. Do you ever, uh, do you do you do any kind of, uh, do you do edibles ever or anything like that? Not really. My weed days are kind of behind me. Mm. I don't know. I just, I feel like the next day is such a waste that I I just don't really want to do it. I, you know, drinking is just, is my last poison. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're clinging on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one's not going to go. Yeah. I'm not letting go of that yeah. one ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sauce. But yeah, yeah no, me too, I, man. I don't quite, I don't do the edibles very much. Do you have, do you do a lot of uh, edibles? And I'm such a lightweight. I do like a, such a small, like the recommended dose. Like I, I do yeah. the five milligram gummies. And for me, it's purely food-based. Like sleep, I really enjoy like a good night's sleep on that. I don't yeah. think it's very quality, but I do enjoy it. You know, yeah. just that like, ooh, I'm stoned going to sleep. I love that. The best. And then a meal, man, like take an edible and go to like a Thai food or just something very rich in flavor. Yeah. It's it's special. Oh, yeah. It's special. It's the best. Yeah, it's special. So it's I enjoy that. Definitely the best. Um, yeah. So now it's the next day and you are 
smelling of Lagavulin vomit. What is your hangover cure? It smell like just a pack of cigarettes smoked. <laughs> Um, eggs Benedict, a good eggs Benedict. Ah, going brunch, brunchy on us, huh? Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Just good hollandaise sauce. I like eggs Benedict with the smoked salmon. Oh, I really yeah. like locks on it. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, eggs got to be poached and runny. Um, that and also there was a place in Studio City called Bellflower, mm-hmm. uh, right at the end of my street, which was perfect. So I had many hangover days where I just walk there. And they used to have this avocado toast. Look at me. I drove the 405 to the, uh, get the avocado toast, right? Uh, it was like Texas toast. So it was this really thick slice of toast. And they would put, they had this uh, guacamole thing. So it was smashed avocado with lime and all of this. And they put Aleppo chili on it. Yeah. And a poached egg on top. And that shit for a hangover was like excellent. It was so good. So but a toss up between those two things, most okay. likely for me. With a Bloody Mary. I love it. Now, besides Dan Adute, who is your favorite celebrity food personality? Mary Berry. Who? Mary Berry. Who's Mary Berry? You know, the the um, uh, Great British Baking Show. Oh, oh, okay, got it. I never you really know, got into it. I know. Uh, oh my God, you're a sorry excuse for a food <laughs> podcaster. Also, this is just cementing <laughs> the fact that you're a 90-year-old Jewish man. Look at the way I'm sitting, like just like I'm just like, hello guys, I'm just telling you about my foods and everything. Yes. I love the Great British Bake Off. It's uh I not only do I love the Great British Bake Off, I love that show. Uh there is a pottery version that's uh that's also fucking oh excellent, my, my friend. You're so lucky you're a black belt in jujitsu and you can, you can <laughs> such a loser. You're such a loser, but you can beat us such all a up. Loser. So we can't I be, love it. We can't make fun of you too much. <laughs> I am such a loser, man. I got made fun of on the show because it's such a dichotomy of the human it's such a i'm such a strange combination of so many different things that you are that's why i love you very much you too my friend all right now you're on a desert island there's one food you're going to eat every single day breakfast lunch and dinner you're never going to get tired of it what food is it we don't care about health right no health is out the door man you're about to die from the elements Uh, Pat Caprown, honestly, that 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 uh, the thai food that i'm talking about with rice and the fried egg on top got it i get it and it's it's a good hot weather meal. Mm. Uh, for some reason, spicy food for me, hot weather, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. The spicy foods I can do in hot weather, the brothy foods in hot, hot broth in hot weather, like ramen is like a little bit tough for me, but I mean, I can get down with it. You know, when, when my girlfriend and I were in New Orleans, um, we get it. it you have a girlfriend. It's hot as balls. Hot it. as ball. I got to bring that up as much you as possible. Girlfriend. I understand. See, I got this girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah. We were in New Orleans. Uh, it, every day we were eating. Like three times went back to that same fuck place I told you about, that yeah. Lily's Cafe. And it was hot and the broth, it slammed. It was great. Yeah. It hit really well. I and I usually I'm in your shoes though and don't don't vibe with it, but it really, uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Pho though in a weird way is lighter than a lot of ramens because it's like a clear broth. Yes. It's a beef broth. Yes. It's clear, but like a fatty, like a tonkotsu ramen, like a fatty pig broth ramen that's just I'm with you. hearty. I can't do that. I can do a shoyu ramen, like, you know, the soy based, like the... Yep. Thinner ones, I can do that. But yeah, some of the fatty ones, that's wintertime only, baby. It's got to be a, a fucking blizzard. I need a blizzard outside. It's the oil and the fat that uh, just leaves you feeling awful about yourself. Yeah, it's more and, the pig fat uh, than the hot broth. Yeah, I, I agree. Guess. I agree. I agree. Okay, is there a food that you can't stand eating? Something that you hate? Dude, there is not. I, I honestly, really? there, is no, there is not one food that I can think of that I don't like. Really? I mean, honestly, I mean, I am... There's a spectrum like tomatoes. I don't love just tomatoes. 
but I love caprese salads. I'll, I right. love all that type of stuff. Right. Um, I, I, I honestly mean that there's not one food that I really don't like. Oh my God. Have you had, uh, now I got to find one. Have you had, well, see, I'm also a weirdo. I've, I've tried, I used to in my life, like many years ago, one of my favorite things to do was going to restaurants and finding the craziest thing to try. Like I told you about my Chinese friend, uh, Brandon Suhu, I went with their family to these very traditional Chinese restaurants and I would try to find the strangest thing like duck tongue, yeah. sea turtle soup, all these things. And like, it was all fine. I just wanted to see if I could gross myself out. I never, never really did. That duck tongue, I had that once. It was, it was, I, and I love duck and I love tongue, but it was like, it had a lot of tiny bones in it that like little cartilaginous. You had to like bite it and scrape it off the thing, right? Yeah, you know, I was like, like making out with a duck. I was like, I don't need this anymore. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I, I was, I didn't love it, um, um, but I don't really put that on list of things that I can't stand. I say like duck tongue. Right. You know, it's like, Interesting. There's no random thing that you're just like, I can't stand. It. Not random things. I mean, uh, uh, tom- like I said, tomatoes are the closest thing, but again, I will eat tomatoes and if it's on a salad, I won't take it off. Yeah, I don't mind it. You're not one of those. Okay. No. Interesting. No. So, yeah. Interesting. I think if yeah. I, I mean, I, what about like one, uh, like for me, I can't stand, I don't know, this is going to make me sound lame, but there's some like, like candies and like, like over processed things that I'm just like, yeah. Oh, diet soda. Don't care for Twizzlers. Diet soda, I can't fucking stand. I cannot really? stand it. Oh yeah. I, I like diet soda. Artificial yeah, sweeteners. I could go down. Like, I think I have that thing that some people have with cilantro. I have that with artificial sweeteners. Like I was going to ask you have that. How do you taste cilantro? Oh, I love cilantro. I do as well. Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. Some people taste it as soap or like as this real bitter thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually also like to eat soap. So no, maybe it's fun. Maybe it's connected. See another one. I eat one of my favorite foods that a lot of people are, are, um, squeamish miss about it. Just squeamish about it. That's a good word. Uh, Mushrooms, just all kinds of mushrooms. I love unique mushrooms. I mean, we, we bought this shiitake mushroom growing kit and all that to I grow all it. that. It was cool. Yeah, Those was are cool. fun. I love all Super fun. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. I didn't get it enough to really justify doing it again. No, but you know? it's fun. But it's just fun. It was, yeah. It was it's fun, fun to wake up in the morning and see uh, <laughs> where the shrooms are. And they have all the different like lion's mane and they have the reishi mushrooms. You can grow all these cool things. So I think though that when people don't like mushrooms, it is, to me, a symptom of a bigger problem. It means to me that you have a problem with textures, which usually means to me that you're not adventurous enough, which means to me you're not going to be You're probably not going to be great. You won't be good. You won't be good in bed. No, exactly. I honestly think that. I'm like, if you are, if, if, if textures are a thing that bother you, it's like, get over it. You're not a fucking five-year-old. Like, yes. There's different textures to food. Also, I think because you love you love Asian flavors, you know, like in Asian cuisine, like slimy is a texture that they love. Natto? Natto, yeah. Fuck it. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. So natto is yeah. fermented soybeans, and it's like super funky. And like, talk about like, that is the... That is like the epitome of like gross for a lot of people because it's got like that kind of rotten smell and also it's got this stringy like slime. It's not even it. it's 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 actually one of the most annoying foods to eat because you can't physically get the strings off of it. Like you'll pick it up and you you literally have to like circle it with another uh, eating apparatus to get the strings to not yeah. continue to go. I mean, it's it is the most it's gummy, stringy thing. It's stringy. Yeah, it's like a, I enjoy it. I love. I it. like it with rice. With rice, I really, really enjoy it together. Also, very healthy fermented food. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had ten thousand year old legs? I'm not sure. 
I, I do you know what know. they are? Do you know what I'm talking? Yeah, about? it's that Chinese egg, right? It's the Chinese egg, or it's another. It's a fermented egg, a, a fermented duck egg, I believe, and it's all green and black. I had that, and it wasn't bad actually. Yeah. As well as I've had balut. Have you had balut? I'm not. How was that? Uh, actually, good, man. I didn't mind it. I mean, it wasn't something that like well, for all, I would seek out on a hot summer day. For all the listeners, <laughs> that's basically a. Uh, a duck egg in its first trimester, basically. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a duck abortion. It's a duck yes. abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are we're performing the abortion on the duck. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's it's essentially, yeah, it's it's a fertilized duck egg. And it's it is a really gross thing when you really start kind of thinking about it. It's like it, you have like a little baby duck in there and it's yeah. kind of sad. You know, you're crunching on the beak and shit. And but you put a little salt and vinegar on it, and it was it was good. I, I didn't mind it. I mean, again. It was that thing where, like, I I thought it was interesting to kind of try this food that was a part of another culture. Right. Was it great? No, I didn't love it, but, like, I didn't dislike it. It was okay. I feel like you and I have the same amount of adventurism with food. My my only red line is, like, I don't want to eat, like, an endangered species. Like, yeah, I don't need to have, probably good. I don't need to eat snow leopard steaks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to eat elephant or I anything don't need like that. I, again, it's like, it's like, to me, it's, it's sort of a meat in general for me is like a, a rarity. So like, I want to have a, uh, an experience with it and, yeah. and ha- maybe trying another food or another culture's food, that sort of thing. But my dreams to do a travel cooking show with you. Oh, wow. Or like a travel, a travel food show, like Andrew Zimmerman. Oh my, you remember that? Yeah. Bizarre foods? Yeah. So it'd be like yeah. falafel, Phil and Jack reuniting. If that fucking guy, Zach Efron can get a show where he travels the world. So can we, yeah. Fuck that guy. That guy. Do you uh, have any restaurant pet peeves? I do. Tell me. Yeah, man. Uh, sticky table. Sticky really. table. I love that. No one's ever said yeah. that. That is so yeah, good. I don't like a sticky table, man. <laughs> I got two. Uh, uh, I don't like a sticky table. Irritates me. Ruins the whole experience. Actually, I have three. Sticky table. Let's go. Crumbs on a tablecloth and you put your elbows down and you got the fucking crumbs poking into your elbow and you're trying to get them. You know what I'm talking yes, about? When yes. You know, little bread scooping thing. Yes. Get them all around. That's number two. And then a, a server that kneels. Don't kneel. Kneeling Stand. server. Wow. That's a good I don't one. Need I, don't, I, don't, I don't like ordering looking down. on. So like, I don't want you to be on my level. Like, I think somebody told them. Hey, it's more intimate to the customer to like lower yourself to the level. Like, fucking stand up, be over me. I, this is this is what we're doing here. Oh I God. came here so that you could be above me and serve. You know, that's that seems like a like a very Hooters move. Like you go to Hooters and they just the kneel, come down yeah, and, or know, like sit at the hey, table. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I hate I hate all that shit. Like just serve me. I I don't I don't want to talk. I, just, oh I want to eat. God. Oh my! God. It's also it's very how very Larry, Larry David of me to have these pet peeves. It's like a fucking sticky table. You can't eat with a sticky table. You know. Wait, is that Larry David or Robert De Niro? No, no, that? no. It was it was it was, it was like you know R.I.P. Ray Liotta. <laughs> oh man, um, I love it, yeah. man. Well, these are great. I I have all, I I've never thought about those pet peeves, but I a hundred percent agree with all of them. What are yours? I mean, I have a ton. Uh, you know, for me, wobbly tables a huge one. Mm-hmm. Lighting. To, have you been to Italy? To Italy, the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, Rome is like that. I mean, every table's wobbly. It's on cobblestone. Yeah. So it's like I, you're just you're eating right. like a slant. I'll give them a pass <laughs> when I'm when I'm in Rome in front of the Colosseum. You get a pass. You're fair weather. Yeah, but come on. You're fair weather. If I'm in fucking Chili's, 
I do not want that table wobbling. Well, it's not cobblestone, so it's not cobblestone. I understand. Lighting, uh, if lighting is too bright, which you're getting a lot now because people want their food to be Instagrammable, so they're they're brightening up the lights, and I fucking hate it. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah, I mean, I have I can go on for days. I probably could too. I, I I'm pretty. Uh, I am a stickler about a lot of stuff. Um, I also I just. I like the experience. I don't like, I'm very old school in the fact that like, I don't want to be sitting on my phone. Like when you eat at a restaurant, it's like, I like the social aspect of it. I want to talk to the people I'm with. Oh, yeah. I, phones I away. do enjoy that. Yeah. Phones away. I really, I really, I think it's destroying the planet. I, it's funny. There's three levels of phone away, four levels of phone away. One is leave your phone in the car. That's, that's a statement. That's intense. That's, that's intense. a big one. I that's love intense. I've never done that. Or I, I've I done that either. sometimes. <laughs> like I'll be on a date and I'll be like, let's do something crazy. Let's leave our phones in the car. And then we <laughs> look feel, at you. We literally you feel lunatic. like we feel like we're like like a SEAL team going out and doing a mission like, you know, away from home. I, have you ever had that feeling, though, where like you almost are anxious about not having you're like, God, what if something were to happen? Like, I, I don't have it's a, I, I have had that before. Yes. But I think that's I think that's for the first five minutes. And then after that, it's actually very freeing. Good. I like that. So that's level one. Level two is put it on silent and put it in your pocket. That's what That's I do. Me. That's me That's too. what I do. Yep. Level three is put it on silent, put it on the table face down, which is like, I don't like that because it's like, you're almost threatening me. Like, I have this thing. It's right here. I might just turn it around. I, I dance between those two. And I'll tell you why. The phone in the pocket yeah. and the phone on the table. Uh-huh. I bent a phone one time because I always keep my phone in my back pocket. Ah. So I would sit on things. I, I remember I actually, I, I, I took a, a hit on kicking it and I landed on a stair and it was in my back pocket and it bent. Yeah. So my habit is anytime I sit down somewhere, I put my phone on the table with my wallet, not for any other reason other than I don't want to be sitting on it. And it's uncomfortable for me. Why don't you put so it in the front? My thought. Why don't you put it in your front pocket? I'm not going to walk around like a fucking loser with a big old phone outline in my You're pocket. You're not walking. Well. You're sitting down now. Nah, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. I need free accessibility. If I needed to get in a fight, I want to be able to get in a fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to deal with that phone in the pocket. You got to be ready at all times. Wait, so you lied to me before when you said your move is to turn it on silent and put it in your pocket. I dance between the two of those. You dance. I was saying like sometimes, yeah, sometimes depending on the pants, if the pants are too tight around the old ass area, yes. I don't want it in the back. It's too uncomfortable. So it's going to go on the table face down. So it's a combination of those two. Yeah. Now what's the last one? Face up on the table. Go fuck yourself. Lunatics. Lunatics. I don't want to offend you. I offended. Unless you preface it with like, unless it's, I have, there's a work call I'm waiting for that's important. I'm My so sorry. My grandmother is in the yes. hospital. They're pulling the plug any minute and exactly. I want to say goodbye to Gam Gam. Yeah. Well, you know what? Call her and say goodbye now and then put your phone on silent and <laughs> let's enjoy our meal. I, I don't disagree with you. I kind of, I kind of get it. I no, get I'm, it. I'm also a little more, more understanding if it's like a lunch, because like it's, it's okay, it's work hours, and it's work hours, you know. Hilarious how we have these things only in LA, man. These classic, um, just stereotypes of like the lunch, the dinner. There's like the business dinner. There's the business drinks. There's like the cocktail hour. It's like all this. No, man, dinner. Fuck that. If it's dinner, you put your fucking phone away. I I, don't, yeah. I I know I, don't, I agree with you. I don't care if you have fucking kids; they'll be fine. They'll fix their own broken leg if they break it. None. I don't. I just put your phone away for the two hours that we're together. I agree, man. I yeah. really do. I think that I, I fully agree with you, and I'm I'm very social. Well, so I like I like uh, chatting it up. I think that we should definitely try the phone in the car move next time we meet up for Thai food. Let's do it. Absolutely, I, I would love that. Yeah. Seriously, I'm, I didn't know I'm you. Honest I, about I, I, I didn't know you were back in LA. Otherwise, I would have reached out earlier. But I, I'm glad that I just you're got here. back. 
literally a week ago, two weeks ago. So yes, I love it. I'm excited to be back, man. Well, Leo, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Woodland Hills, California. Give them your full address. <laughs> Social security number. <laughs> My social security. Um, in terms of work, they care about me. Yeah, These people care. The social medias oh, and stuff. That's so sweet. Thank you, friends and family that are listening to this. Um, yeah, no, I have an Instagram. Uh, I don't use Twitter at all. I think I'm going to delete my Twitter because, uh, cause, cause I just, I despise social media, yeah. but, uh, I really enjoy Instagram because I like pictures. I'm like a, a third grader. I just like reading books for the pictures. Yeah. I like flipping around. So my Instagram is who is Leo. Um, and that's it. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have anything else like that. And also recipes on Instagram. I really enjoy that. I love that it. aspect of get your algorithm. So that's pretty much where you can find me. Thank you, Leo. And, uh, yeah, you can come, uh, have sex in my apartment anytime you need to. I was going to say, man, I uh, I need to come to your uh, new place and christen it. <laughs> oh, boy, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, all right. uh, oh, dude, it's so good to chat with you, man. I miss you, brother. You it's, as well, uh, I, I definitely want to get dinner with you soon, so let's do it. For sure. All right. Thank you, bro. All right, man. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe Please, we need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.